Hello, hello. Hello. Hi, this is uh, your host, Elsie Hines. You're listening to Midnight Movie Gang, and I'm here with... Uh, Joseph. J.F. Arthurs. Joseph F. Arthurs. Joseph Arthurs. Man my with a million names. My good buddy Joseph. All too many. Just keep stretching <laughs> it out, you know? It's hard. Like, you know, you know The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. You remember the butler? Have you watched Sweet Life of Zack and Cody? Uh, yeah. Esteban Julio yeah. Cortez. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, I have to, like... Uh, uh, you know, I have to cr- try to remember the one that my Instagram is. <laughs> yeah, it is like j- it's just one of those. I think it's just J.F. Arthur's. Probably. It. I think it's Joseph F. Arthur's now. Go ahead and follow Joseph. Follow me for that matter. Oh, I think I'm just you. at LC yeah, under follow LC underscore Hines. I'll link it. Um, anyway, yeah, so this is Midnight Movie Gang, um, a show uh, where we talk about um, movies in particular, kind of more of a focus on uh, uh, genre uh, and like kind of cult. Genre cult films, like, you know, sci-fi, horror, that kind of thing. You looking at the Star Wars poster? Mm-hmm. With the, yeah. Uh, there's yeah, a I love the colors. Yeah, I've had this poster since high school. For people who are listening, because you can't see, I have a poster here in the office studio recording room of uh, of uh, Star Wars, of the main characters in the original trilogy all in a band. Yeah. Uh, Luke Skywalker shredding guitar. Um, Han Solo is rocking other guitar, probably lead guitar. It's honestly, I I love it. I, I, you're gonna catch me staring at it a lot. <laughs> yeah, um, Chewbacca's on the bass, Vader's on the drums, floating above the stage. <laughs> he's, he's on hel- wires. He's held by wires. Oh, that's cool. I never <laughs> really noticed that detail. Yeah, I've had this poster since fucking high school, <laughs> and I haven't noticed. And then Leia's fresh eyes. Leia's uh, she's si- got glitter boots. She's got glitter boots and she's singing. Chewbacca's on drums, she's breaking it down. And then in the background, R two D two and C three PO are on the keyboards and the wow. and the mixers. So it's, it's awesome. I yeah. love it. This poster is pre Disney. Oh good. Well yeah. Yeah, because yeah. Disney wouldn't no. f- like allow That's something this fun. Cool. <laughs> yeah, they have they have like a bunch of weird rules about what you they can and can't do. Or what Star Wars characters can be yeah, shown doing yeah. and not doing now, and they, it's for a while they were fine just doing anything. Like they had like a, a comedy show on like Disney XD or something like that, mm-hmm. and then they instituted like new rules, like yeah. new regulations on what you can show these characters doing and not doing. Yeah, like George Lucas didn't give a fuck with no. with what people did, and I think that was fine. Does that make me money? <laughs> yes, well, please. Yeah, feed the goiter. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking, uh, was it like the Family Guy Star Wars episodes wouldn't have happened? No, uh, under the now. Disney rule. Yeah. No, even though I really want to see the robot chicken. Yeah, yeah. I really want to see. Um, I really want to see them do. Uh, the se- I think they could do the sequel trilogy, and here and here's why I think it w- it would <laughs> the fun idea you could do. You could have Meg be Ray <laughs> because because nobody likes her. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> um, and I think that would make sense because in the original trilogy, me- the, the runaway, the the runoff gag is that she's like w- one of the creatures, like she's the Sarlacc, yeah. and she's, she's like just like the disgusting creature, yeah, or whatever, and like and it's like you a make her ray throwaway thing, and you make her ray, and then it would make sense because you can add in all those things about how the public hates Ray and stuff, and make <laughs> that a joke, and then I want Junior from Cleveland Show to be <laughs> Finn. 
and then it'd be funny <laughs> because he'd just be trying to fuck the whole time. Yeah, that would be really good. Yeah, no, I think it would be uh, excellent. And you can have um, Steve from American Dad be Kylo Ren. The whole thing works. Yeah, honestly, just bring in the whole McFarlane verse. Yeah, it, <laughs> the, the whole thing would work perfectly. Um, people need to hear me out. In yep. my head, it, it sounds really funny. <laughs> yeah, but in execution, it probably wouldn't be. Um, well, you know what? Disney owns Fox now, so they could. Oh, <laughs> and you know what? Uh, Independence Day is 20th Century Fox. That's a good point, it too. It could be a crossover. A crossover to Independence Day. A movie that we're going to talk about. We haven't even said what we're going to talk about That's this fine. episode. That's fine. Our little Star Wars Family Guy rant. Yeah, um, yeah so we're, we're here to talk about two movies today and kind of do some comparison. Um, but uh, mostly, I kind of wanted to do... So we're going to be talking about War of the Worlds, um, specifically the 1953 film yeah. adaptation of War of the Worlds, uh, directed by um, Byron Haskin. Byron. Yep. Um, pro- Byron. Produced by George Powell, which I don't know, the way my buddy Rion was talking about, it, he always said George Powell's War of the Worlds, so I guess he had a bigger role to play in its he, production he than He was not. saying, yeah, he's like the yeah. Michael Bay of the time. Yeah. Or the Roland Emmerich of the time, like the big blockbuster filmmaker budget action movies that's sick uh yeah i'm excited to watch the uh <coughs> uh the behind the scenes on it because i got the whole reason we're doing this episode is because i <laughs> it's november and it's the criterion sale great the criterion collection blu-rays um at barnes and noble are half off beautiful cover art oh yeah no the, the honestly the biggest reason to buy any of those is just the awesome prints oh yeah no the, the custom covers for criterion is Gorgeous. fucking sick oh my um, god that's they, they're all they all hit too like i love all of them that i see i always comment like wow that's beautiful that's really cool yeah. cover art dude the bruce lee box set is so fucking cool yeah that's this, it's my favorite one that i own like the yellow i think you showed me this yeah wow i have it over in the other yeah room. that's sick yeah it's so cool yeah, what? whoever they have, like, they because they know that, like, physical media isn't really a ne- necessity anymore. Mm-hmm. And that, that just having that on your shelf, that's worth the price of the Blu-ray. Absolutely. Just looking at some Criterion Blu-ray covers. Looking at the one for House. Oh. House is one of my favorites, even though I don't really like this movie God, that much. It's so creepy. Yeah. Um, Love it. There's a whole bunch. Just these big, bold colors. Yeah. But, uh... And it's cool, too, because th- they have multiple artists work on them, because there are some that are, like, photography-type mm-hmm. deals and, like, different types of art. But yeah. the War of the Worlds one, I did pretty much just buy it for the cover. It's a great cover. Um, yeah, it's, like, this this comic, uh-huh. like, like looks like a 50s propaganda-type thing. It's like a poster you'd want to hang on your wall. No, absolutely. Oh, that would be sick of a fucking poster. Yeah. Criterion? I don't think red, Criterion... Orange, green, red. Can, can, I mean, it's the same color palette as the movie, now that I'm looking at it. Yeah, pretty much that same, like, really vibrant... Yeah, super, like, saturated, bold colors. Mm-hmm. Before you leave, I'm going to show you the uh, the the disc itself. Um, yeah, oh, you, you saw it, like, I saw it, It's, yeah. like, a man being hit by the yeah, heat ray and so stuff. Yeah, it's so cool. Um, yeah, I, Criterion should just straight up offer... offer posters of their covers on their website they should they don't do it that'd be a big money maker yeah because these are that's the main reason you buy the i mean i don't know yeah i mean I, I i buy criterions for it's that plus they do i don't know that would be a pretty cool poster too the original poster would be, that hand looks sick yeah that's we're, creepy we're looking at the original poster the theatrical release poster Same on color palette wikipedia yeah i mean it's a thing where it's like the the blue the boutique 
Blu-ray labels like Criterion, Arrow Video is another one that I started correcting, collecting recently. Mm -hmm. um, there's a company called Vinegar Syndrome, Shout Factory, all, there's yeah. a bunch of them. Yeah. Um, and they're catering to the demographic of people who like who are still kind of collecting physical media and like they're these small companies and they also pick movies that aren't necessarily like the, the big hits yeah. or whatever like criterion specifically collectors items yeah like criterion specifically focuses more on older films and like foreign films mm. that um uh that need to be restored and like people haven't really looked at in a while and then Arrow more is like the schlockier <laughs> like uh you B know, movies more like stuff the, that you like can't find anywhere else <laughs> yeah like that's the point of it and it's it's cool because i feel like um as far as new blu-rays i'm buying it's either criterion or arrow at this point yeah because there hasn't really been a new movie in theaters that's come out in the last few years that's like i've really wanted to own yeah like the only one that i really wanted to own is spider-verse that's like, a, yeah it's just it's just because it's all just so available to us now like the only like like we were saying the only reason you'd get physical copy of any of these movies is to have just have something that looks cool on your shelf yeah for i don't know for me it's more the reason i i don't buy other kind of more quote-unquote I, I hate saying it sounds like a hipster <laughs> mainstream movies yeah. on blu-ray is is because none of them have really impressed me to the point where like i want to own them yeah and rewatch them yeah. like as far as like there have been a lot of movies the last few years that like i've really liked but i i just don't like I don't know, none, none of them are something that like I think I will want to rewatch on a regular basis. Yeah, you know. Um, but anyway, let's let's talk about the movies. Oh yeah, War <laughs> of the Worlds. War of the Worlds, nineteen fifty-three, directed by Brian Haskin. Fun watch. Uh, yeah, fun watch. I got the Criterion Blu-ray of it. Um, and uh, we had uh, a bunch of friends over. Had friends, mm -hmm. uh, partners. It was a. That's the way to do it too. It was a good time. You know. What these old movies, you know, that you can get to comment on all the weird dated social dynamic stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the gender roles and how they're uh, yeah. like presented here definitely <laughs> are fun to poke fun the at. And just breaking down in hysterics every chance. Mm -hmm. And the man there to like, no, get yourself together. Quick, go make me some eggs, though. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Just like, oh, we're in the middle of this alien apocalypse. You're going to make yeah. me some burnt eggs, though. <laughs> She's woman. making burnt eggs for him. <laughs> yeah. Those that, eggs look gross. They did look disgusting. <laughs> she used too She used too much butter and too much... The uh, heat was too high. The heat was too high. Yep. Yeah, it was fucked up. Also, uh, the electricity wasn't working, so I guess they could probably use a match yeah. or some shit. Um, um, no, this movie was beautiful. Because uh, I, 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 it's... It had a great look. It's technical, right? Yeah, it's Technicolor. It's in that. It's got era. that like really bold reds and greens really and vibrant. blues. Oh, I love I love it because it's like now we have color film and to get people's asses in seats is like, no, like it's like really color like more colorful than real life. All the people look <laughs> pink. Yeah. Have you seen the uh, movie Pearl? No. It's a new horror movie. Pearl. Or, or have you heard of the movie X? I've heard of Pearl. I haven't heard of X. So X and Pearl are both. Pearl's a prequel to X. Um. And Pearl specifically takes place in the 19... It takes place in 1918, but the whole thing is kind of like an homage yeah. to the Technicolor 50s era of That's film. Cool. Like, in terms of, like, everything is super bright and vibrant. Even the, the captions and stuff and, like, all the titles look like a 50s movie. Yeah. 
um, and all the cues and stuff. And it's, it came out like two years ago. I think, it, it, yeah. It's a really nice send up to that style. The colors in it really. It's hit. great. Yeah, I think it adds something. Um, I don't think that it's, it's like useful for every movie, but I think for this kind of crazy sci-fi story. Uh, the colors yeah. definitely hit. Yeah, especially sure. you have these like bright red lasers uh, and like the the tricolor periscope thing that comes out of the With saucer. The, the green blue, yeah. Yeah, color red green, big. red green and blue, or uh, yeah, red green and blue little lenses on it. No, I think it, I think it holds up really well. I think it's thoroughly entertaining. It's even more entertaining when you have friends there to laugh at it with. Mm, <laughs> absolutely. Um, do you want to try to? Do you want to? We want to summarize the plot. Yeah. Or like, you know, I get, we can really summarize because spoiler alert. Yeah, this has been for, covered a few times. And for a movie based on a book that's literally over a hundred years old, and has also influenced pretty much every, every story sci-fi. about uh, aliens invading Earth. Yeah. Uh, that have com- that's come after it. Uh, it's, this movie is extremely influential, mm-hmm. like to the point where if things aren't referencing it, they're blatantly like parodying it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, and well, yeah, like I'll, you can't make an alien invasion movie without having at least some nods. It's War of the Worlds. To you know? War of the Worlds. They did it first. And they did it really well. So mm-hmm. um, H.G. Wells specifically, I say, I suppose. Yeah. So like basically the plot is um, it's in um, it. So yeah, it takes place in 1953, Southern California. Mm-hmm. Um, the original book takes place in uh, late 1800s um, England. Which is interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Because, I mean, that's when the book was written. But, like, it's it's about a very different type of um, type of fear. And, like, one of the... Nuclear. Yeah, no. Like, one of the interesting things, like, with this movie is that it's very clear that um, the a lot of the... What they are... Um, mm-hmm. What am I trying to say? Like, a lot of the allegory in this movie um, for what the aliens represent is, like, a fear of nuclear attack. Absolutely. Because we're, like, fresh out of and World War II. And it's not subtle at all. Yeah, it's not subtle whatsoever. Like it's it's direct. There's so much duck and cover mm-hmm. in this movie. There's so much like uh, yeah. missile imagery and things being launched and hitting other things. Mm-hmm. Just the way the aliens, uh, the, the their weapons kill us. Yeah, like, we get yeah. burned to ash and they leave they trails leave of shadows. dust behind. Yeah, and then uh, you've got like the mass hysteria and the buildings collapsing and like it's not subtle. Like it's very clear like what they're scared of. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Um, and yeah, basically, it's the it's 1953 in California. Um, an alien crashes near like it's like a small town. Mm-hmm. Here, like most of the movie, yeah, it's like a little little town. We're in this like small community. Um, <laughs> a, a meteorite crashes. They think it's a meteorite. They're immediately like everyone's on the same page. Is like, ah, oh, sick. This is gonna bring in so much money, exactly. so many tourist dollars. We don't. Yeah. We have no idea what it is. But I lo- literally, everyone's like. We can make money. We'll set up tables over there. We'll sell food. I love that scene where all the businessmen are like, yeah, no, we'll set up a restaurant. And yeah. they're like, oh, no, we can't bring picnic tables over here because then people will bring their own food. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just it's so goddamn funny and such a um, really representative of the time. Yeah. Like the first thing we're going to think people of talk and stuff yeah. is like how we're going to exploit yep. this. Um, the big boom. Yeah. Uh, and then for a minute, like for a few days, I think in terms of we were like the first day at least. The meter is just kind of sitting there. Yeah, and people um, can't tell what it is, and it's yeah. still like too hot to get anywhere near. Yeah, and then um, basically a little, a little, a little snakehead like tele- periscope 
tentacle thing pops out of the top of it, which was <laughs> a pretty good scene and a very good design. Scary. It's really yeah. creepy, like still effectively. Like they they put a lot of time into just like a thing starts unscrewing on the on the yeah. pod. Like them- thematically, arguably maybe a little too much time. I think I started laughing before I was like, <laughs> yeah. It started, yeah, no, the pod started unscrewing and it just like, kind of uh, okay, did good for a while. <laughs> um, yeah, and then this tentacle thing pops out. It's an impressive. Pro- it's pretty big. This is the thing too. Like it's yeah. very intimidating. Yeah, it's scary. Um, and then they uh, they <laughs> go up to it with They're waving a white flag. A white flag, which we were joking around in the movie that like, <laughs> what if, what if a white flag in outer space is like the universal decoration for go or fuck go yourself? F- yeah, go fuck your mom. Or something. Yeah, just like <laughs> that sign. But anyway, yeah. Then the alien zaps them. Yeah. Uh, and then the military shows up um, to try to destroy it, and it, it doesn't work. Obviously. Yeah. And then more ships start crashing. Um, and oh, then and they're like uh, that. Uh, a common theme between these two movies and a lot of alien invasion movies is the military shows up and uh, like it starts being hostile, so they shoot at it, mm-hmm. and then that does nothing, like absolutely nothing. So they're like, ah, shit, we should shoot more at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and so it escalates <laughs> to the biggest gun we have. Let's just keep going. And they're Nukes. like, ah, well, this will do it for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that does em. nothing either. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love that. Yeah, no, it is It is kind of a funny almost trope you can consider. But, you know, <laughs> like I was saying, like, that's the natural conclusion. Like, it's the biggest gun we have if this <laughs> situation ever happened in real life. But, yeah, know? but it's like none of our other guns... We haven't even seen anything like crack <laughs> the shell, and everyone, especially in War of the Worlds, is so sure that the nuke is just gonna solve the problem. <laughs> or atomic bomb, I guess. Is it nuclear yet? Nineteen fifty-three. Yeah. Okay. The. Well, it, it I guess it's all nuclear. It, right? it, yeah, it is nuclear. Nuclear. But it was before we started calling it that. Yeah. Um. Well, I think at, at that time, like it was definitely referred to as nuclear weapons. Like when did I don't know anything about anything. I saw Oppenheimer in theaters, and I can't tell you when when it took it. place. I'm excited because I'm, I'm I'm waiting for it to not be twenty dollars to watch at home. Yeah, <laughs> um, me and uh, Courtney are gonna watch that in parts. Yeah. Um, 1945 is when uh, Hiroshima. Happened. Yeah. So um, not even ten years before this. Yeah. Um. But yeah, basically in the movie. Uh, the only real character. I feel like there are very few like actual characters in this movie. The main character we follow is yeah. this uh, man who's the most manly protagonist man. Uh, the we'll char- just call him Man. Yeah. Well, his <laughs> his character. Uh, the character's name is Doctor Clayton Forrester. Clayton Forrester. And he's. A I thought he looked bored the whole movie. I think it's just might be the way his eyes like are shaped, but. Mm-hmm. He just seemed like tired <laughs> the I whole th- time. I, for me, I think it's just more how men were yeah he has to be all like stoic and has to be all stoic and badass and yeah. nothing can harm like how men are represented that run though this time and me yeah his run towards the end where he's running through the streets of la and it's like falling on one hand it's a really funny run on the other hand it's like i kind of want to run like that <laughs> yeah it looks like he's getting a good job he's in. got like his arms out to his side and kind of like down by his waist and he's kind of <laughs> pumping i don't know it's yeah. kind of a really funny looking run it's a very funny jog yeah. i feel like a part of it is like there was no other movie like this at this scale at that time, so there wasn't, like, a whole lot of reference as to, like, how to make a convincing action run. Yeah, that's true. He has a leather jacket on, though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's just, like, no one has they an idea, like has seen a movie or seen something where it's like, if there was an alien invasion, <laughs> how should I be running? You just know? leisurely. Yeah. If you're jogging. <laughs> um, yeah. 
but uh, yeah, Clayton Forrester, he's a scientist. He shows up at the um, at at the crash site with the meteor, and immediately yeah. he's spitting facts. He is as far as like he's hmm. the right guy. You yeah, know? he's, he's al- the Jeff Goldblum. He's always right about everything. Mm-hmm. More than this character was definitely like a direct inspiration for like definitely visually. And with a couple of like absolutely characterization elements for uh, David in Independence Day for sure, definitely. Um, but yeah, he immediately is like, "Oh, the asteroid, the meteorite. Like with how big it is, it would have made a bigger crater. It wouldn't have been this small." And um, all the time he's like, "Yep, those are aliens." And everyone's like, "Okay, they're probably Martians." I don't know what you want me to do with this information. Yeah. Okay, everyone was oddly calm in this movie. The whole movie, and it's like society is broken down. You know what? I think it's I think it's related to um, after Nixon, uh, American society trusted the government a lot less, and that's the that's where we live now. Like we live in mm-hmm. like, but before that, uh, it was like the government like knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Like every like everything's under control. Yeah, like everything everyone yeah. had faith. Yeah, everyone had a lot more trust, and I think that's because like. I, I, like if you made that movie now, like we'd see everyone like disheveled. But in that in, in in War of the Worlds, everyone's like hair is like perfectly kempt. <laughs> everyone's like speaking very calmly and rationally to each other, like it's Star Trek. Meanwhile, society is literally collapsed outside. Yeah, like the aliens have destroyed every major city <laughs> at this point. Um, yeah, and basically uh, after the alien, this one alien starts attacking. Um, more show up and the middle section of the movie really it's like we get a the movie's very short it's yeah it's only 85 minutes um it's very yeah it's I, it's i love like how tight it feels yeah it, it moves it, it moves it doesn't feel rushed but it feels like like it's it's chugging along you know yeah every scene has purpose mm-hmm. um the middle section of the movie is basically uh clayton forrester and sylvia van buren who's She's the niece of a, a priest who sacrifices himself to the aliens, basically. She's there. Yeah. Um, Very Christian undertones to this whole movie. Yeah. And she she's she's talking about God throughout the whole movie, oh, pretty yeah. much. Oh, it's it's, um, it's really prevalent. <laughs> 100%. Especially by the end. If you can't see it, you're blind. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they're, they're in this, like, house, in this, like, a ho- farmhouse in the middle of nowhere. They eat eggs. And then the aliens crash into this house. Um, and we get to see the Martian at this point. In the movie. <laughs> I forgot and about the Mar- the Meyerlurk Martian. Yeah, looks um, like a Meyerlurk from uh, Fallout. Yeah, with all with its shell taken off. <laughs> what do you think of the alien design in this movie? Um, we didn't see it very clearly. It showed up for like one scene, very briefly. Mm-hmm. I think it looks funny. Uh, I think the alien itself looks really funny. Um, and I want like a plush version of it. Yeah, it's, um, it's got like the Simon eyeball. Yeah, or, where but like, I think that the ship, like the little like uh, manta ray looking, those things look awesome. Yeah, the ship design is really good. Those things still hold up like today. Like they look great. Yeah. Like I think that like, we were talking like I think the the key to designing something that feel that like withstands the test of time like that, especially when you're talking about aliens, is just do something simple that barely has any reference to any like it's just something just as out there as you can get it like mm-hmm. the closest thing is like it kind of looks like maybe like a, a bird or like a, a swan sea, a sea creature yeah but it, that's just all like a rorschach test like it's just it's just this shape it's like almost resembles something that can fly mm-hmm. 
I think that looks sick, but the alien itself looks like a goofy little guy in a suit. Yeah, like a goofy <laughs> little meat guy with a yeah. Simon eyeball. Little meat guy. Um, the, the arms are super spindly, and he's got little suckers on the end yeah, of his fingers. Yeah, he's cute, though. Um, he's got a funny screech yeah. when he runs away. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. They uh, scare him away. They scare away the alien. It's like, oh, don't come back. Definitely. <laughs> the uh, the aliens, and you saw the 2004 Independence uh, War of the Worlds, right? No. Oh, oh yeah. No, I did. Yeah, the Tom Cruise one. Yeah. I didn't really like it. Yeah, it was, man, this one was definitely better. The alien design in that movie definitely was a, a lot more akin to, like, Independence Day. Yeah. As far as, like, they look. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Sorry, we got the Discord sound. It's all good. Um, they look Ooh. a lot more kind of like the gray aliens, like a more of a when we think about aliens in yeah. movies or TV shows. Just like like, like, I, like I was saying, like just like they told the uh, the production designer, like make an alien. Mm-hmm. I trust you. Yeah, go nuts. <laughs> yeah. Um, they also, were just like, okay, what's an alien look like? It yeah. looks like an alien. Also, another fun fact with the the aliens and the two thousand the Spielberg War of the Worlds, they're not Martians. Spielberg's like, nope, they're not Martians. What? They're farther away. Oh, why? Is, I love that they're Martians. Yeah, what a fucking needless thing to change. Like, I like knowing they're Martians. Mars Attacks, That's a better like, adaptation. <laughs> oh, yeah. I will talk about Mars Attacks when yeah. we get into Independence Day. We should have watched Mars Attacks, too. <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> yeah, we should have. Yeah, yeah. That was a perfect middle ground between these two movies. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly half and half. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, so this middle section of the movie, they're in this house that gets destroyed. Um, they end up escaping. They make their way um, to, like, if I remember correctly, to, like, a, a lab of some kind. Yeah. Like a government lab where they're trying to find weaknesses for the aliens. Um, mm-hmm. They try to nuke the alien. Um, the, they try to nuke uh, an alien spaceship, and it doesn't work. I think something about this movie that I can't really extend Independence Day is um, while they're trying to solve these problems... The aliens are like actively like wreaking havoc and just mm-hmm. just raising towns and killing people. Uh-huh. Um, and I love that. I love that it's just like it's continuing to be chaos outside while you're like trying to argue and bicker about what you should do. Mm-hmm. Well, Independence Day, they're just like kind of hanging out. It was like, oh, they might invade like soon. There might be a little bit of yeah of like less they of a like, sense of urgency. Yeah, they show up and they blow a bunch of shit up, and then it's just like now yeah. we wait. Yeah. Well, to to be fair, Independence Day takes place over si- just a couple days. Over three days, yeah. whereas like this movie, that's fair. Um, it seems like it takes place over a much longer course of time. Like, yeah. In there's like a little montage sequence, like going into the third act of like the aliens have taken over this world, this world. We've got reports of yeah. this coming in, and it feels like it's been like weeks. Yeah. You know. Um, I love that montage though. Yeah. It's a great montage. I think this movie got nominated for an, uh, an Oscar. Uh, in editing that year, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll look at its yeah. accolades, and it's yeah, no, it, this is a very well received sense. movie uh, yeah. for good reason. It, like I said, it holds; it's worth a watch. Mm-hmm. Critical reaction, yep. Yeah, so, World the world's one uh, for special effects um, as the sole nominee that year, and it was nominated for film editing. It did not win for yeah, and it also got nominated for sound recording, which. Sound looks very different nowadays in the Academy. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I agree with you as far as, like, um, yeah, the effects definitely really help it. It's, there are some really good destruction sequences, too. Yeah. Like, when the house gets destroyed by the meteorite, by the ship crashing, I think that part looks great. The but miniatures in this movie blew me away. Yeah, the miniatures I'm, are really good. They had, like, whole towns and, like, 
these like uh, alien ships just rolling through them and blowing them up. Like they got all these buildings. Like it's like I'm really impressed by the effects in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they definitely hold up. Um, <coughs> yeah, so. The next part of the movie after the nuke fails is pretty much like um, everyone's just trying to escape. The world's kind of falling apart. Uh, they're in L.A. Uh, Dr. Forrester um, loses uh, Sylvia pretty much. Yeah. And he's like looking for her through yeah, destroyed L.A. That's when he's doing the run. Yeah. And he's doing the goofy but run. He like yeah, his, his truck like gets stolen and like the riots are going like people are going insane and evacuating the city. And he's just. I think my favorite part of this movie was him just, like, looking for this woman amidst, like, all this destruction and horror. Mm-hmm. I th- I, I kind of just want a whole movie like that. Yeah, where it's, like, just all takes place during yeah. like, that crazy Yeah, like, maybe period. not necessarily someone who's trying to solve the problem, just someone trying they to, like, survive. get through this. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of what the movie Skyline was supposed to be. Yeah. But just like, you remember Skyline? Uh, like the chili? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a, it was another alien invasion okay. abduction movie um, where similar thing, the world's ending. And it's all basically, it's like about a group of survivors who are, uh, they're in a hotel room. Yeah. Um, and there's an, they're in a hotel room in some city and there's an alien invasion happening outside. That's sick. And they're just like saying, it sounds sick, <laughs> but Aww. the movie was ass. Oh. It's, it's a cool idea, but good chili, bad movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> most um, controversial thing I've said on the podcast. The yeah, Skyline has good chili. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Skyline. Yep, <laughs> most people aren't. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I, we have some friends who love it, but we're just not. Yep. They, there was a show I was working. Um, I think at Nationwide, where I heard some of the tour crew talking about like, oh, like Lubby and Columbus, like, yeah, we're gonna get Skyline. <laughs> oh, I love Skyline. That's where we love coming back here. I'm like, really? <laughs> You're traveling all this way? Hey, man, it's open for a reason. Some of us don't mind it. <laughs> I guess. Um, yeah, no. So then uh, they're all they're hiding in a church and they're all praying. Yeah. Like the last part yep. of this movie, the aliens are stringing us of L.A. The church is the only building that's still standing. It's a it's a cathedral, but like still. Yeah. It's a beautiful building, though, yeah. Like the architecture, they, they use like some shots that are miniatures, but like, it's yeah, it's a really, it's a really pretty building. Everyone's praying for like the God for God to intervene. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one of the alien ships crashes. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah, no, it's just it's like he's a drunk driver and he just kind of swerves off the road a little bit and hits the wall. Yeah, it uh, hits a building and crashes, <laughs> and then the rest of them do, and then we get a pretty cool shot of um, which the arm, dude, of the arm, which I could make. I would make the argument that oh, sorry, excuse me, that could be the only time we see like the Martian. That would be preferred. I agree. Any part of the Martian, I feel like the little goofy guy running around kind of destroys some of the mystique. Yeah, or at the very least, like if, if they still had that scene with the goofy Martian, maybe you just never get a full shot. Yeah, like there was a shot before you saw the whole creature where it was just kind of ran like through some bushes in the background. Yeah, if you kind of left it just like leave that, it. yeah, it's it's kind of like it, that. Kind of reminds me of like, have you seen the movie Signs? Yeah. <laughs> All the best scenes uh, with the alien in that movie where you just see, like, a leg or you see a hand go under yeah. a door or, like, you know, whatever. Like, it's a lot more scarier because when you finally do see the full creature in that movie, it looks like shit. Yeah. Oh, God. I could do a whole rant on signs. I love signs. Really? Yeah. There, I mean, so, signs is really effectively... I, I just brief divergence into signs real quick. Okay. You're going to have to keep it brief because I could talk forever about yeah, signs. Yeah, okay. 
Signs is really like effective thriller and like effective mm-hmm. like fear. Uh, but the ending absolutely like like ruins any rewatch value for me. Really? We go, so like yeah. not only are they um, when you say the ending, do you mean just from like when they what when they show up in the house? Yeah. Um, not only are they uh, are the aliens like weak to water, and they decided to invade a planet that's mostly covered in water, but they're also weak to Joaquin Phoenix hitting them with a baseball bat. That's true. <laughs> But you know the Joker's got that arm. Why strength. are they? Why are they just walking around naked? Like what? What was? What's their game plan well, on I this mean, invasion? They're on. They're nudists on their planet. You know, they're all about free <laughs> they're love. Idiots! What are they doing? Yeah, they are pretty dumb. <laughs> I mean, honestly, for any like alien invasion, it's the same thing with Independence Day. As far as like, you know, there are some pretty big plot holes in terms of like, like the how the aliens are going to invade same thing in more of the worlds honestly too yeah. like if these aliens are so advanced so they can go from yeah. mars to earth to it's invade valid like why criticism, yeah. why wouldn't they think like oh like we should get our <laughs> flu shots yeah. <laughs> well yeah. that's the thing like so yeah, if anyone hasn't seen it um the reason uh the reason the aliens fail in the end is because they are susceptible to the bacteria in our atmosphere uh which which i i I had never thought of before, but like, I had always wondered, like, well, why didn't they just die when they first arrived? But apparently, they I mean, it, it like took a second. So I was, I'm like, it's got so, you know every disease has an incubation period. Yeah. Like if you get COVID, like you know you're you're not gonna feel symptoms until yeah, a few days into absolutely. it. Absolutely, but like, my, I, it's not a criticism. It's just funny to think that they're like in their little ships, just sick as fuck, Coming and they're just like, oh, I just feel. I'm like, I can't even enjoy this. I <laughs> like, got a sore throat. Like, <laughs> Someone bring me ice cream. They're like puking off. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> something's really going around. Anyway, let's continue the invasion. Yeah. <laughs> they're just like, yeah, no, you got any cough drops? <laughs> yeah, they're just sick and feeling like miserable. They have like a blanket around them while they're like blowing up buildings. Yeah, that's a, that, that is a cute notion. Um, but yeah, no, that's, that's the big... Um, they die. Of botulism. Yeah, they die of, of disease, and that's kind of like the big, you could call it a twist. Yeah. As far as like how we defeated it. It's a think, cool idea. Yeah. I mean, you know, and it makes sense. I think it's just, it's one of those things that, um, you know, I feel like every one of these kind of movies, and Aliens is a specific thing too, as far as like, you know, and everyone's heard this analogy. If an alien species that was capable to bring their whole civilization or like a big armada to another planet, um interplanetary travel yeah it would be the equivalent of us rolling up on some ants yeah or like some animal yeah you know and being like you know if we wanted to destroy like an anthill or destroy like a you know community of animals or whatever w- they could not they had zero chance of stopping yeah, us yeah you wouldn't call that a war you'd call that just like yeah getting something out of your way <laughs> exactly or like a rat infestation or something you yeah. know like we our technology like our abilities are just so much more above them and it'd be the same way with aliens that could do that like their technology is so far past us that yeah, like you it know it wouldn't even be a question it's just a chore for yeah. them yeah so every one of these movies has like above everything else there has to be some kind of thing to suspend your disbelief on as to like how we could defeat there's like a trick yeah to defeating the aliens in all of these movies yeah you know there's got to be some weakness or else it's just 
<laughs> it's just, just a fucked. movie about exterminating human beings. You know, yeah, exactly. Which I'd watch, but, you know, it's not this movie. Yeah, like with signs, it's water. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> there should be more. I'm trying to think if there's any content where it's just like, you know, the aliens beat us and we're fucked. That's kind of, um, I can think of a few things, but not a whole lot. Where the aliens I like just it. win. It's kind of like, it's like a Lovecraft thing. Mm-hmm. Just like, where we barely register, like on... The galactic radar kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, no, so the War of the Worlds, and that's pretty much the end of the movie, is that the aliens get colds and die. Yeah, and then the movie attributes that to God intervening. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I don't know if that... Very, very Jesus-y ending on this one. Yeah, I don't know if that, if if all the God stuff is in the book. I'd be very no, curious to... I don't think so. Maybe read the book. I don't know. It's a very old book. Uh, Rayon, right? Rayon, yeah. Rayon was saying... Um, he kind of this director or the producer i can't remember kind of in, injects a lot of his a own a lot of religious uh imagery and and okay so it's sentiment into his movies so it's it's not present in the book i don't think so it doesn't really track with the rest of the story mm-hmm. yeah i looked at the uh i, I looked at the uh, wikipedia plot summary of the uh the book mm-hmm. and there are definitely a few interesting things that um uh, and like a lot of visual iconography from the book that I remember being in the Spielberg version that I was kind of looking forward to seeing what this movie did but didn't. So in the book, I know this from reading Wikipedia the other day, the Martians are specifically here to get human blood. Yeah. They're like, they're specifically like... Now that's interesting. Yeah, they're specifically like, apparently that's how they survive is like they're like... Their blood can't retain some kind of thing, so they need to harvest our I like blood. Because in that case, they're not here to just sweep us away. They like, yeah. they see us as like things to harvest. It's scarier. Which yeah, that's a lot scarier for sure. Um, and in the, um, in the in the book, and also in the Spielberg movie, and they never say it in the Spielberg movie, but it, theory is like it's the same thing as Spielberg movie. Um, they are the in the Spielberg movie, they're capturing humans. Yeah, as in just killing some too, but also capturing them. And bringing them into the ship, you never see what what's there, you know, in the ship. But there are all these. Remember in the Spielberg movie, there's all the red vines everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When uh, Tom Cruise comes out of the basement. Yeah. That's literally like. Oh yeah, that's human blood, right? It's like human blood, and yeah. there's like all sorts of things too. Like the aliens use biological warfare. Like they have this gas mm-hmm. that goes in and kills people, and like all of those elements weren't in this movie, and a lot of it probably just being because. It's it's a fifties yeah, movie that is still they like probably wouldn't want to show <laughs> yeah blood harvesting in nineteen fifty three exactly like it probably was, was it the Hayes Code or something like that yeah there's probably some kind of code or it's like it's definitely a little bit too violent for this movie that is you know at the time was probably something that like you you could bring your family to like this big spectacle yeah you know and film. it is I mean we see like a couple drops of blood and even that was probably pretty shocking mm-hmm. yeah but uh, no I definitely. Would be interested. I might listen to the audio book of yeah of uh, the original book for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we the, uh, classic Orson Welles uh, radio play reading that mm-hmm. caused people to. I the think panic. that I think that story is exaggerated, mm-hmm. but I prefer to believe in people going out and that, shooting at the sky. That everyone went crazy. Yeah, they're just Americans were dumb and just like mm-hmm. saw like oh that's real. I feel like you could do something similar to that today. Like you could just like <laughs> have like. I don't know, a deep fake Joe Biden video. Yeah. Being like, hey, so the aliens are here. Weird. Get fucked, losers. <laughs> Peace, I'm out. I'm going to go play Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> 
by it's your uncle joe <laughs> um yeah i feel like you could do that today and it could be well actually you know what boomers would believe it <laughs> that's gen- true gen zers would be like ah it's fake yeah yeah if you just posted enough, enough on facebook with like big like red text on it or something mm-hmm. you'll get you'll get a hefty portion of the boomer population 100 percent. yeah um yeah no so we, we already talked a lot about it but yeah the special effects really are pretty great in this for movie me it's just the, the colors like when i'm thinking yeah. about this movie i'm just thinking about how vibrant it is mm-hmm. it is pretty beautiful yeah um are there any other uh particular high points for you maybe are that were there any other characters that kind of stood out for you or anything like that i liked a general man <laughs> which is the the big general yeah one of the big generals that we that we meet in the movie mm-hmm. and his name is literally general man and he's the manliest man and i just think that's funny I just like that. That just tickles my funny bone a little bit. Mm-hmm. Gives a little tickle. Um, man, what would any, any part or character stick out to you? Um, I did really like the moment where the priest was was um, walking towards Trying the to ship. Trying to preach Jesus to the aliens. To the aliens, yeah. Just to I, show that they're godless heathens. Yeah, I just found any... I do have a soft spot for any time in a, in a monster movie or a creature movie where someone is like no fear going up to the thing. I accept like, that I may die. Yeah, like have you seen uh, Kong Skull Island? Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love that part. You oh know, you God. know when he has the grenades, yeah. right? Yeah, and so I like, le- I never don't <laughs> laugh at that. That is so funny. If it's not yeah. intended to be funny, that's the worst director ever because yeah. it is the funniest part of the movie. I don't, I don't necessarily think it's funny. It is an over the top thing. Oh, it is so funny because he's, he's, he's pulling his grenades and this is like his big sacrifice yeah. moment. And, he's and he just gets knocked into a mountain and does nothing to the monster. Yeah, that, that end result is hilarious. Is, that end result is pretty cool, <laughs> but I just love the I I love the idea and the iconography of somebody just like yeah. sacrificing themselves it's to cool. the creature to, you know, save and that wasn't necessarily what the um the priest preacher was doing in this movie it's but, really cool but it's just i just like the visuals of that yeah um yeah overall i know like a lot of the characters are not they're just they're 50s movies characters they're just there yeah. to say lines yeah it's hard to really give a shit yeah uh with them um the main guy is kind of generic guy um i'm trying to think of like genuine complaints like a lot of it is like kind of it's just you know y- another, y- another time yeah you got to give perspective because the movie is so old um as far as like things about it the, the score didn't really stick out to me that much not really um there wasn't anything it was fine yeah um it's a fun watch i wouldn't watch it every day <laughs> but yeah it's fun mm-hmm. I, I also think that i feel like even though they had the montage sequence and there was stock footage of like other countries i feel like i didn't get a good sense that this was happening all over the world yeah. As much, and I don't necessarily know what you could have done with that. Since yeah, I don't they were know. Pretty they limited. did. They did the montage, and they showed like India and like a couple other countries. Um, but it is very like America focused. Yeah, because it's an American movie, and it's the 1950s, mm-hmm. World War starting. Hundred percent. Um, and and you know what else? You, you touched on it a little bit earlier, I think, in the opposite way. But I do think that there is a sense of urgency about this situation. Mm-hmm. and fear that is kind of that is lost yeah a bit where like people should be freaking out a bit more yeah That's i love how just everyone's just losing their minds in this movie except mm-hmm. for the people in charge exactly um especially 
Um, well, I'm saying I didn't feel that enough, really. Yeah, I get that. As far as, like, um, especially if it's an allegory for fear of nuclear attack. Mm-hmm. You know, like, people should be kind of freaking out more and more paranoid. And I think they could have represented that a bit better. But Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, I don't know. I am excited to go back and watch the special features and see how they made a lot of that stuff. Yeah. like a, You a, can see the wires here and there. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, that's fine. And, you know, that, I think that it, that... it Whatever. It adds to it. It's fun. Yeah. I'm excited. Uh, yeah. It's, it's cool to see, like, how they built that kind of thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Any more thoughts on uh, War of the Worlds before we move on to uh, uh, Independence Day? Uh. Not. I, I just. I really like. Um. I like the. Uh, how clear of. I, I. I wonder how much they talked about nuclear war while they were making this movie, hmm. because it's just so like like you were saying the way that the aliens kill people, they just like disintegrate mm-hmm. and like they stop where they're standing and they just disappear and that's. Just, that's what nuclear bombs do. It's like there's so many parallels you can draw, you can draw. Like there's explosions and people are ducking and covering under tables and like uh, running and running scared and like hunched over. It's like it, it, you see uh, they even launch an atomic bomb and you see like plane or like <coughs> trees bowing and shit. Uh, I just think it's really cool. Like with the his- that historical perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially because it just it had just been World War Two and like fear of and and the Cold War was starting, so like fear of invasion was also was also there, but especially nuclear invasion. Mm-hmm. And that's very clear. Absolutely. I like it. Yeah. It I like a, the movie. It was a good time. Um yeah. So Independence Day. Oh boy. Nineteen ninety six, directed by Roland Emmerich, um, who just loves uh blowing <laughs> up uh, monuments yeah. and destroying the world. All of his movies are big disaster movies. Yep. Independence um, Day is the most movie movie I've ever seen. It is movie the movie. It's it extremely is. movie. Yeah. I wanted to ask. Um. So you've seen this before? Do you remember yeah. your first time? The first time that you saw it? Probably just like on cable as a kid, just like growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I. This movie is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it is pretty, like, low brain. Yeah. Like, v- very... Um, it's it's jock sci-fi. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, the, the way that we beat the aliens is, like, we have the biggest guns. We punch them harder. We punch them. We're, we're going to punch aliens <laughs> in the face. I love that scene so much. Uh, How did you watch it growing up? I mean, I just it was one of the movies I grew up with. Just um. We had the VHS of it. Nice. Uh, growing up, my mom, I've, uh, we had this big wardrobe full of VHS tapes and DVDs. Yeah. Um, and it just had every movie ever. That's like, sick. You know, and face I, off. Uh, face off was in there. Nice. Definitely. V, I rewatched. I watched the VHS of Face Off. I usually skipped to. Um, what is it? When I watched Face Off, I usually skipped to when they did the Face Off a lot. Like when he first went to prison, because for me it's like I want to get to the face off. <laughs> I want to see them face off. Yeah, um, but uh, Independence Day was one that I watched a lot. Although with the VHS, I always I skipped after <laughs> the uh, the uh, dissection scene. Really? Because that scene scared the fucking piss out of me as a kid. It is scary, especially it's got that jump scare. Yeah, it's got the jump scare. Data dies. And then like <laughs> when when they show the alien face and like the eyeball open, yeah. actually. The creep. The thing that scared the most out of me, ironically, in that scene, was the hand moving. Oh yeah, like a creep. Like like because the, the alien is a creepy hand. Yeah, because the alien is supposedly knocked out unconscious. If you want to talk about fucking plot holes in this movie, <laughs> and this is something I've thought about for years. There's a couple. Why the fuck 
didn't they have guards in the room <laughs> with like 30 guns pointed why are they you? letting everybody in here <laughs> yeah because well no 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 why weren't they because it was only the doctors well, yeah. in the room yeah that's true um it was only the doctors in the room they should have had like 30 because they knew it was alive they're like how long has it been unconscious like it, it, it could wake up at any minute which it did the whole, I think we said it while we were watching. Everything in this movie is to serve dramatic effect. Yeah. Logic is secondary or tertiary. <laughs> like it is, it is not considered. Uh, yeah. This movie isn't designed to be uh, a deep piece of sci-fi. No. It's a summer action movie, and if you think too hard about it, the movie is laughing at you. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it is the ultimate like summer popcorn flick. Yeah. It would have I would love i hope they do some kind of re-release at some point or if, if there's some kind of screening around me because i would love to see this in a theatrical <laughs> environment. yeah well, just because the scale is so impressive yeah the scale and the effects which we'll, we'll definitely uh get into as we kind of go through yeah um the plot a little bit which i could recite the plot of this movie back of my hand sure, yeah so many times but you know growing up it was a childhood favorite uh my mom and i watched it every fourth of july um i think know, i think um Mars Attacks in this movie overlap in my brain a lot <laughs> because this came out before Mars Attacks, right? Am I going insane? Because if sure. Mars Attacks came out before this, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually go. I thought Mars Attacks. I'm going to was. lose my mind because they are so similar. Mars Attacks. It came out the same year. Ah, really? Yeah, I don't know. What, oh what man, the exact dates. Mars Attacks was December thirteenth, nineteen ninety six. Because and, because and Mars Attacks is like you could call it a parody of this movie. Yeah. And there's no way that it was made. That is um, insane. 1985, 1993. I'm looking at the uh, production of Mars Attacks. Yeah. Yeah, they started working on Mars Attacks. The original script for Mars Attacks was completed in 1994. So, yeah, it was... That is insane to me. Independent. So, I guess Mars Attacks is more uh, a, they, riff, a riff on War of the Worlds. They're like else. the same movie. <laughs> there they is a have lot of similarities. so many things in common. So, like... Both of these movies follow multiple characters who don't know each other, whose whose paths cross uh, as the invasion happens. Yeah, there's like four or five plot lines. There's so many story beats that are exactly the same. This is freaking me out a little bit. Because <laughs> I've watched Mars Attacks a lot. I we, love that movie. We should have done a parody of Mars Attacks. We should watch just Mars Attacks and add, add that as an addendum to yeah, this. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. No, there's there's that's there's a spooky amount that's similar. So if these if these two like didn't know about each other and they just like made the same movie, <laughs> that's insane. That is pretty crazy. They I are they are kind of like Independence Day is kind of a soft reboot of uh, War of the Worlds though in yeah. a couple ways. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of inspirations, allegories, characters that serve similar purposes, mm -hmm. um, for sure. And yeah, I think I've only seen Mars Attacks like maybe twice. Um, it really? wasn't. It wasn't one that I super grew up with, and also it's. It's you know. It's. I, go ahead. No, go for it. I was gonna say the type of humor that Mars Attacks has, isn't a humor that like super works for me. I get it. Um, I, I think it's like, I like it. I think I only like it so much because I grew up with it. Mm -hmm. I know it was a failure at the box office, and I know a lot of people just can't stand it. I mean, like I, I think it's funny for sure. It's just it's been so long since I've seen it. I just remember, and I saw it probably around the right time, like maybe when I was in middle school yeah, or early high school. I think just something about it didn't hit with me. I think for me it's more just like when it comes to aliens in movies, I kind of 
have a different kind of respect for because like a lot of my favorite sci-fi action horror movies have to do with aliens and i guess even though independence day is by no means a more serious movie yeah it is definitely more grounded than mars attacks <laughs> yes you know in terms of like especially i would say so in terms of like how the aliens are presented in this movie yeah. like they they are definitely like like meant to be at least scarier yeah and they are you know? they're scary um, um yeah I just think that they're a little generic looking, mm-hmm. uh, more so even than uh, War of the Worlds. Than the original War of the Worlds? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's definitely a unique design. I don't think that the the kind of like typical gray alien with like the big eyes and the big head look was really popularized with that. But I don't know when that iconography started. Yeah, it just feels like, like it. it feels like sci-fi made by people who don't. Uh, enjoy sci-fi <laughs> independence day does yeah you, you yeah see, i get you know, see what i yeah. mean yeah no i understand what you're saying that's kind of honestly that's that's kind of um like they just pe- wanted to make a disaster movie where the disaster was aliens people called independence day the star wars of the 90s and that's kind of a similar thing it's fair we're like george lucas it's just fantasy but y- yeah there's like spaceships and stuff yeah like george lucas wasn't a huge fan of a lot of the the philosophical elements of sci-fi and like a lot of the yeah nuts and bolts stuff the intellectual part but he loved the look of sci-fi yeah but he also grew up with like dumb adventure tv serials and Mm -hmm. like fantasy stories and stuff like that so he decided like take this this you know so it kind of makes sense that turn it into my own thing yeah (laughs) where like this movie is kind of a similar path where it's like it's got a lot of great you know it's got a lot of aesthetics borrowed from like kind of the the Twilight Zoney, yeah. like fifties kind of B movie sci fi thing, but just given a crazy big budget mm-hmm. um, and dumbed down. <laughs> Very, <laughs> you know, Very dumb movie. Uh, yeah. But it that that's not even that much of a pejorative toward the movie. I think it's a really fun watch. Uh, but when I say this is the most movie movie I've ever seen, <laughs> Roll, uh, Roland, Elm- Roland Emmerich and whoever wrote this uh, understand the language of film. Like to a T, like especially like big Hollywood films, mm-hmm. uh, like the the way scenes lead into each other, the dumb way people like talk to each other. Um, I think the the thing like the trope where someone's trying to figure something out and someone says something like off the cuff, like ah, uh, oh, just get off the get off the floor, you'll get a oh cold. Yeah, you're gonna get a cold. My and God, God like, that's it. That's it. They do that like three times. <laughs> the, the aliens will get sick. Wait, no, it's the nineties. Yeah, yeah. Got <laughs> it's gotta be a hacker virus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, no, it's it's a very um, everyone talks like they're in a movie. the The whole thing is extremely movie, extremely Hollywood. Everybody's witty. Yes, like everybody, everyone. People only talk in one liners in this movie. Yeah, I need to call my lawyer. I gotta call my brother. I gotta call my housekeeper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, forget my lawyer. Forget the lawyer. Yeah. I can't not do that voice right now. Um, yeah, so in, since we're <coughs> kind of in lines, um, <laughs> as far as the plots of this movie, you're like starting a little bit of summarizing. Yeah. The movie opens up um, on the moon. <laughs> uh, look, oh, yeah. Yep, yeah, uh, looking um, at like the little plaque, the Apollo 11 plaque. Yeah. Um, and then uh, they show the footprints, the astronaut footprints in Armstrong, and um, start to shake. It, they start to shake because the alien mothership is making its way towards earth and getting towards the moon and it's causing shaking the dust up shaking the moon dust and getting rid of the footprints yeah. um and then uh, symbolism 
Yep. Uh, and, you know, it's a pretty cool shot of the shadow going over the moon towards yeah. Earth. The ominous. Yep. Um, and then we transition to SETI, uh, Search for Expressly Intelligence. The big dishes. Yep. And they pick up a signal. Um, and basically, that kind of starts like we meet the president, mm-hmm. uh, President Charles Moore, played by Bill Pullman, president who. Raspy voice. I always call him President Lone Star. You see him in Spaceballs, right? Yeah. He's Lone Star. Yeah, he is. So I always call him President Lone Star. Man, John Candy should have been in this. Yeah, as the <laughs> vice president. As uh, Jeff Goldblum's role. Oh, that. <laughs> no, but then we'd lose Goldblum. That's true. He Jeff Goldblum's dad. John Candy. <laughs> no, John Candy should have been Russ. Yeah, you know what? Yes, absolutely. Instead of Randy Quaid. Please help poor Randy Quaid out of this movie. Hello, boys. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> 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 and he's uh barf from space ball so he's, <laughs> he's wearing the dog suit <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh that'd be awesome uh, um yeah but then the first uh character that we really meet as far as like one of the main is uh david played by jeff goldblum yep. bloom um and he's a really smart guy and that's all we know he's a really smart guy and i love the opening scene i love his first scene with him and his dad. Yeah. Their it's, relationship is great. Their relationship is cute. And they're my favorite character dance in the movie. So, like, David and his dad played by Judd Hirsch, who's fucking amazing in this movie. Yeah, he is. He's so funny, and he's got so much heart, and you really feel the love he has for his son. Yeah. And it opens up with them. And it, it just... That relationship always makes me think of, like, a lot of the good times I had with my mom. Mm-hmm. You know, because, like, when we would just, like, hang out, watch movies, do whatever. They're playing chess. They're playing playing chess in the park, and you know, joking with each other, joking with each other. And during that scene, you learn so much about Jeff Goldblum's character through just like little bits of dialogue. Yeah, like you know, he's, you know, yeah, it's a very efficient script. Yeah, absolutely. Like they they give you information, and it's it's the way they do it is conversational. Like mm. you know, you learn that David is like a um uh you know global warming. Like, you know, he's really conscious of, like, global warming and stuff, you know, because his dad, uh, Julius, is drinking out of a plastic cup. And, you know, David's like, you know, those take decades to decompose. And, you know, and you learn that, like, oh, David is separated from his wife. You know, Mm -hmm. he's divorced, but he's still wearing his wedding ring. So, you know about that. And then, you know, he tells his dad, like, hey, you got to quit. You know, you got to quit smoking. That's not healthy. And, you know, you you just learn so many things about his personality. the game, so we know he's smart. Exactly. Like it's it's really efficient like character yeah, development. He's got like his dad's got to catch up to the fact that he's lost. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. He's got to figure out like what he did. Like it's a really good yeah, scene. It is. It's super efficient. It's um, it's a very uh, well put together product. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is what I would call it. Yeah. Um, but what did you think of Jeff Goldblum in this movie? And their, and their I think Judd Jeff Hirsch. Goldblum is great. Um. Judd Hirsch is Judd Hirsch is is great too. He's super likable. Jeff Goldblum, um, I think he's given a little more to do here than he was in even like Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. He's got a little, a little bit more of a range, yeah, which is great because uh, you think Jeff, Jeff Goldblum and you kind of think of like his like little isms, mm-hmm. but like I love seeing him like actually be able to chew on something. Exactly, uh, and you know it's still it's not nothing like crazy, but he gets drunk and like he gets upset and he gets like super happy. It's He's got a little bit of a yeah, something he, to do. He's got, yeah, he's definitely got an arc in this movie, David. Yeah. Like, kind of like, it's his main thing is just he doesn't have a lot of ambition. Yeah, really. He's working at a TV station when he went to MIT for eight years. Mm-hmm. 
and that's the reason why his wife left him. Yep. Because he wasn't he wasn't doing his enough. His wife, who works for President the Lone Star. President Lone Star, Connie is her, his uh, personal assistant. Yep. Or whatever. So is the theory that they fucked for sure? Um, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> for their sake, you know. Probably. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. And then who's the next character we meet? I think we meet Russ next. Who, with, uh, that's uh, Randy. Oh, yeah. Uh, Randy Quaid and Miguel. He's getting made fun of by the locals for his... Yeah, he, he cropped us to the wrong field because he's <laughs> yeah. a pilot. Which, th- then again, that's really important for the plot. And they just show you that immediately. Yep. First time you see him, you know, he, he stumbles out he's of the plane. He's drunk and he's, he's washed up. Yep. Um... No. He's an embarrassment to his family. Yeah. That plot line for me in the movie is the weakest one. I agree. Um, I think it's because they don't really have anything to do with the major plot until the very end. So mm-hmm. they're just kind of there like talking about like, Dad, I'm a little bit ashamed of you. Anyway, let's just keep going along with these guys while they do the actual movie. <laughs> yeah. I, I think another element of it, too, is that like the... Uh, the, the siblings, like Miguel, uh, Troy, I think is the kid who's sick. Um, hey, you are... You, <laughs> <laughs> you know more about them than I do. Yeah, sorry, but like the whole, I don't remember like, anything about those kids. So, <laughs> you know what? Oh, man, my brain's killing... You, you know what? Hold up. Yeah. I just remembered something. There is a special... Oh, this is blowing my mind. So there is a special edition, like a director's cut of this movie. Yeah. And I this the Blu-ray that I own currently is is does not have that special cut. It only has a theatrical edition. Growing up, we had the DVD. It was like a special edition DVD that had the director's cut. Mm-hmm. And I just fucking remembered this. Um, one of the things they added in the director's cut. There's like 20 more minutes of movie. They added a plot line where the middle brother, because mm-hmm. there's Miguel, the the sister who like tries to get creeped on by. Like the boy who's like, "This is your last day on Earth. You don't want to die a virgin, do you?" Yeah, that creep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there's the middle brother Troy, who I just remembered. They completely cut out his plot line. In the special edition, he has a plot where he's like sick. He has some kind of like disorder that he has to take this expensive medicine for. Yeah, yeah. And like Miguel is really worried about him being sick. And when they get to Area 51, while they're bringing the alien in. There's a scene that they added in the special edition where Russ is running around to the do- doctors and scientists and being like, my son needs help. Something's wrong. Yeah. Like, you know, like he's uh, he needs medical help. And Russ is like, you mm. know, trying to get people to help him. And yeah, that's uh. the version of this movie I watched more. Really? And That's interesting. It doesn't, <laughs> I don't that, think that adds anything. <laughs> that shows how much it doesn't add yeah. anything. Because when we watched I mean, it tonight, like, I didn't even think about the fact that that plot was gone. And when he, spoiler alert, dies at the end, you're like... Well, shit, I guess that kid's just going to die now. <laughs> yeah. And that was a whole thing, too. They added a scene of, like, Troy being healthy before Russ yeah. goes off to fly away <laughs> in the special edition. Holy I'm shit. I'm okay. I, Feel free to kill yourself, Dad. I just, in my head, like, yeah, that's one of the plots in this movie, but it, it it's at, not in the theatrical version. Wow. That's, I mean, it doesn't add it. Yeah, I'm glad it got taken out, that's to be honest. That's crazy. And yeah. you know what sucks is that, like, it's hard to take out anything more because Russ, it, he's he defeats the alien. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, what else? Like, he's bar- they're barely there. <laughs> yeah. Like, they really don't have much to do in the movie. I think the only the only solution I would see is maybe you have another character make that sacrifice. Yeah. Like maybe President Lone Star <laughs> flies his. Plane. That would have been better. 
Because, like, otherwise, uh, th- that's the dumbest thing in this movie, by the way. I know we're jumping yeah. ahead a little bit. Yeah, no, it's fine. Uh, that is the dumbest thing in this movie to me. Um, so, basically, the entire fleet of humanity is about to go into the air and fight the aliens. Because they, uh, they get, like, this little window. Because <coughs> they, they gave the ship a computer virus. Sure. And then, <laughs> uh, so, like, everyone's getting in their planes. And the president is like, I'm going to go up, too. And yeah. his advisors are like, what? Don't, what? what? You're the president. That's fucking stupid, actually. Like, we need you down here to, like, make calls and stuff. And he's like, nah, man. Because they mentioned earlier I'm going in the movie up in a plane. that he was a combat pilot. It's like, wh- why? What? You're going to do more good down on, like, what? Like, if you die, there's going to be a lot of chaos. It's just, just, yeah, is, is this just coping with his wife dying? Like, what's that? You have a kid. Like, what are you doing? Like, you're supposed to be. <laughs> And he's just, nah, nah, I'm not sitting this one out. It's yeah. like, he wouldn't be. <laughs> this guy's an idiot. That's an example of how dumb this movie is. I remember as a kid thinking that was pretty dumb. Yeah. I'm like, that would never happen. The only reason that would happen in this movie is if he ended up being the one to kill himself. You think Joe Biden's hopping in, a plane, <laughs> hopping in the jet <laughs> to fight the aliens? No, sir, Jack. <laughs> like... Yeah, the only the only justification for that is if he's the one who made the sacrifice. Yeah. And he doesn't. He just lands. Yeah. He doesn't do anything. That would make sense. I feel like the only reason they kept the Russ character in this movie is because he's one of the more, like... He is one of the more, quote-unquote, funny characters in this movie. Yeah. I feel like his, his drunkenness is kind of played off a lot for it's laughs. It's kind of just pathetic, though. Like, I guess if you think um, Randy Quaid in real life is funny, you'll think... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for me, the the funniest parts of the moment celebrity for me is is with uh, Judd Hirsch's character. Yeah. If they wanted to balance that out, they could have just added more scenes of or of uh add more scenes of Marty. Yeah, you know? yeah, like, Marty's my, great. My housekeeper, my brother, my lawyer. There's a lot of really good, just like there's a there, there's got to be like ten like quotable lines in this movie. Oh, absolutely. There's a lot of good. I'm not Jewish. Well, nobody's perfect. That was good. <laughs> Yeah. Um, hey, you then, alien assholes. <laughs> up yours. <laughs> That's the Yeah. I'm trying to think of the, the other. Basically, we don't have to summarize each plot line, but as far as the other plots of characters we follow. There's so many. Um, we follow. There's the president camp. There's David and his dad. Russ. And then uh, there's Will Smith. Will and, Smith. And, uh, as J- Will Smith. Will Smith as Will Smith. <laughs> straight Fresh off the Fresh Prince. <laughs> Fresh. Fresh Prince of the Air. Freshly Prince. Freshly Prince. <laughs> um, and uh, his uh, girlfriend in at the first part of the movie, Jasmine. Yeah. By Vivica Fox. Um, Vivica Fox. And they have a cute little like family dynamic going on. She's she's a single mom. They have fine chemistry. Yeah. He, they have as good a chemistry as Will Smith has with anybody because he's so charming. Yeah. Like it's. Yeah. I, like their, I, I don't know. I, I like them together. More than I guess, like David and Connie, for example. But mm-hmm. then, but then again, like they're separate, they're divorced. Yeah. Out of the movie. Um, but yeah, they have pretty good chemistry. Um, it's, <laughs> uh, yeah. So like they have a cute little dynamic. She's a single mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the scene where like the when the aliens are kind of coming, 
and like they're getting coming out of the clouds, which, by the way, that's a great oh visual. Oh my god! In this movie. I think they should have just kept them in the clouds the whole time. Really? Uh, or like maybe just like that red glow that they have when they first come out of the clouds. It just looks yeah. like they're coming out of a portal from hell. Exactly. It's it's that shot overlooking the New York skyline where it's coming out of the cloud for the first time. Yeah. And I love the sense of scale that it has. It's scary. Like it's really impressive. That particular shot in um in purpose. As far as the kind of effects in this movie. Yeah. I, I remember I watched the behind-the-scenes documentary of this, too, a lot as a kid. Um, most of the effects like that, scenes like that, shots like that, are basically composited where they have mm. models. Yeah, really big model, usually. Like a model of the ship, and then they just kind of cut it together with a, you know, a, like a shot of yeah, the New York skyline. Or, yeah, um, and yeah, it looked great. Like when it came through the clouds, and it's, oh yeah, you see up through the buildings, like the, the iconic skyline. trailer shots of all the national monuments Being for destroyed. some reason that they hover over. Yeah, no, destroy. they're really like big and intimidating. And they like, love over. stuff that goes on postcards. That's their favorite <laughs> thing to blow up. Absolutely. <laughs> um, oh yeah, there's that shot of the twin towers with the shadows coming on it, where you're We're like, like oh. no, no, not that, <laughs> not the ones, not that building. <laughs> um, yeah, no, fucking. Uh, yeah, was it? And anyway, but when that scene happens yeah. and like Will Smith is woken up by the ground shaking, he's like earthquake, and Jasmine's like, it's not even a four pointer, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, they're literally the last people on their street to realize that there's aliens. Yeah, for some reason, like they go out there. He walks out to get the paper. Oh and my he god, see it. that goes on for way too long. <laughs> he's looking at all. He his walks out. Leaving. He bends over. He picks up the paper. And he looks down. He's like weirded out by every like everyone else on the street looking at. It was like looking at something on the horizon. And he's like, "Huh, that's weird. I guess they're looking at something on the horizon." And then he looks up. And then he goes and looks at the thing on the horizon like a normal fucking person would have done first. <laughs> yeah, and then the camera zooms in on his face. Yeah, and it's just and it's look at the flying saucer we already saw. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's definitely an over the top. Yeah, scene absolutely. For sure. This movie is very dramatic. Yeah, I like when the kid comes in. Uh, like, what are you doing out there? Shoot aliens. You're <laughs> <laughs> being serious. That kid's hilarious. Yeah, uh, Dylan, super cute kid. Yeah, very. He's in, like, I was saying, like, he's the little kid in so many 90s movies. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, and then basically we get some meandering about with the aliens. David, D- Jeff Goldblum figures out that they're they're bad, mm. and then the aliens start blowing everything up. Yep. Um. And then we get the best. Yeah. He's like, that guys, yeah. they're they're bad actually. Yeah. No. They're they're, they're not like, good. Get out of here, Jeff they're, Goldblum. They're using our satellite. I'm a TV repairman. Yeah. I'm a and TV he's he's like guy. he's working he's working in like the engineering department at, at a TV d- station. Direct TV. Yeah. And like he's like, we need to get to the White House. I need to tell them what's going on. And his dad's like, what? Why wouldn't they know what's going on? It's the White House. Like, what do you know? He's like, they don't know what I know. They don't know what I know. And in real life, you're like, this guy's fucking insane. (laughs) 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 Like, this guy is delusional. Yeah. (laughs) Like, if if he knows, they would know for sure. They'd have, like, ten different guys that know. But everyone in this movie is an idiot and doesn't know anything until someone else says it to them. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, oh, Area 51. Oh, shit. We do have aliens. Shit, let's go. Damn, okay, (laughs) no... Thank God that we know this now. Uh, when things are down, I, I for I completely forgot we have aliens in the space. Ah, oh, shit! Oh, yeah, we should go there. Oh yeah, no, the dude. Yeah, no, like the guy wouldn't have. <laughs> um, the Secretary of Defense guy wouldn't have said anything 
on until Judd Hirsch mentioned Area 51. He was he he forgot about it. Yeah. You can see him like he's like, oh, oh shit, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> you think the whole alien invasion thing would jog your memory about the aliens? Thing. I remember the other aliens. <laughs> yeah, fucking. Um, I guess yeah. As far as like the Area 51 goes. Oh wait, no, I wanted to talk about the uh, Boomer. Yeah. So, oh, like, Boomer. Yes, yeah, so, like uh, uh, Vivica Fox. Uh, Best character in the movie. There's like a scene where the alien explosion is coming through the the uh tunnel really slowly yeah um and <laughs> explosion there's a lot there's a couple shots of running away from very slow, slow explosions. explosions yeah these explosions it's alien fire yeah guys it's alien fire it's these slower than a human fire these explosions take their time <laughs> um and she's got a really cute dog boomer this guy's retriever. golden retriever and he's he's running he's jumping on cars he's running away from the explosion and we and get the shot. At the very last second, she jumps into like a little like service closet yeah. tunnel Boomer! thing. Boomer! <laughs> and he fucking jumps at the last second and before the, the crowd ex- fucking the goes explosion. wild, dude. Yeah, we went wild. Every time <laughs> in college I showed this movie to I have a very like, distinct memory. I showed this movie to my uh, college roommate. Yeah. Um, and we were, it was just me and him watching it. And during the boomer scene, he was so invested. <laughs> he's like, is he going to make it? It's the most Looks engaging like, me, scene in the movie. Tell me he's going to make it. Please. And then he's like, boomer, no. And I, he's goes, and my, uh, my roommate James goes, no <laughs> because it looks yeah and he jumps and then he jumps and you're like i was an idiot forever thinking that dog was gonna die no they wouldn't do that this movie i would love but a whole movie of just boomers surviving the alien invasion the apocalypse yeah that'd be sick yeah um but uh yeah so after that scene <laughs> um had yeah. to had to talk about the boomer scene yeah um, we had to go to area 51 so we're at area 51 and data yeah. from star trek is there <laughs> And he's a goofy scientist. He's there, and he's his. I feel like his his character was a lot of fun. I really like. Yeah, he stands Dr. out Oaken. for sure. I think it's mainly because of his his like character design, mm-hmm. he, and also he's a nerd, so the movie fucking hates it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we're mean to nerds in this. This movie, movie huh? hates nerds, except yeah. for Jeff Goldblum. He's the only nerd that's cool. It's because he's a hot nerd. Yeah, because he's a hot nerd. But this exactly. guy's a, a nerd nerd, and we fucking hate nerd nerds. Yeah, look no. at him getting all excited about learning stuff about aliens. Exactly. He just wants fuck you. People are dying, says President Lone Star. He just wants to play in his lab. <laughs> I love the part where he talks about offering to show them the aliens, and he goes like, eh? <laughs> his, his he is kind of so weird, high. but he's weird in like. I mean, he works in like he doesn't have any friends or family, obviously, mm-hmm. or else they wouldn't have hired him. He pro- it seems <laughs> it's it's inferred that like he lives on the ba- in yeah, and this is like what he does. So yeah, he's excited because like everything's like turning on now, and like people are paying attention to what he's doing. You, you want to hear something stupid about? Yeah. Stupid. You, you don't care about spoilers for Independence Day Resurgence, right? Fuck no. Okay, spoilers Never for watching that. <laughs> Independence Day Resurgence, which is the, the sequel of this movie. It fucking sucks. <laughs> um, Never, ever watching that. So they they bring Brent Spiner back. He died. He, w- <laughs> According to Independence Day Resurgence, no, he was just in a coma. Bullshit. He got he, knocked out. Uh, no, no, he was dead. Dude dead. felt his pulse. Yeah, no, he like the soldier <laughs> his man. His eyes were wide open after he got killed. Was looking at him. He looked very dead. No, actually, we could still have him in the movie. <laughs> yeah, they, they brought him back, uh, and uh, it's it's dumb. That movie was so bad. Um, anyways, I was wondering about that. Yeah. Anyway, so um, we're at fifty one. We get to see the aliens. 
Um, the, the we get to see the dead aliens. Actually, something I want to talk about with with this jar aliens. Aliens in a jar. There were three dead alien bodies in big jars that were supposedly the aliens that crashed with the Roswell spaceship. Yeah, is the thing. Um, and like like I said, I think I'm a bigger fan of as far as like there, there's. So the reason why they added the biomechanical suits as a thing, yeah, is like you kind of get like the two different designs. Like one's kind of a bulkier. It's cool and it makes sense. Bu- bug looking alien. The reason why is because they came down to two design choices for the aliens. Really? Like one looked like the yeah. their external, so had, yeah, that's like more bug shell like, and then one that is like the big head. It's like a little fin head. Yeah, the fin head thing, and they couldn't decide which one they like better, so they decided to basically that's put them together. That's cool. Yeah, and and that's why they have that, that makes sense. That's neat. Yeah, that biomechanical suit uh, aspect, um, and I think they look pretty damn creepy. Uh, <laughs> to me, the exoskeleton looks kind of like um, a less intimidating or interesting Ridley Scott's alien, hmm. uh, and the inside alien looks a lot cooler to me than the outside alien. Real but slimy. Yeah, but it still looks a little generic. Like it still looks a little more like a gray alien. Yeah, just show me an alien, and it's just that with the big head. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like how they kind of look more. They look very insect-like. Yeah, I like that. You know, they're kind of like they're spindly, and I like, like their little like long fingers and mm-hmm. their creepy little ha- <coughs> hands. And when when he crawls out of the eyes. thing, there's a lot that I like about it. But to me, it just feels like I said, it feels like sci-fi for people who don't like sci-fi mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's just like what do you think of when you think of an alien <laughs> you think of these like big bug eyes and yeah big head guys yeah you had a really funny moment the moment when so oh yeah so they they get they get an alien unconscious and there's a dissection scene and scared the shit of me as a kid yeah. when it release when it release me release me now oh yeah that that was cool the creepy voice yeah he's talking through data he's got data's he got his uh tentacles wrapped around data's throat and making him talk that shit scared me as a little kid. I thought it was cool as shit, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a great fucking scene. And the alien basically, like, the guy, the president, the stupid ass president's like, hey, uh, what, can't we work together to find peace? And the thing's like, no. What? <laughs> what? Why would we do that? No, that's <laughs> we can literally just wipe you out the map. Like, <laughs> like, what do you mean? Peace. Yeah, we're going to have plenty of peace once we kill all of you. Yeah, we're going to have peace when we're chilling. <laughs> But that's my thing, though. It's like it's, it's not. Th- I just want to bring it up real quick. Uh, they're they're here, right? And there's there's like this big threat that show up and blow up like whole cities, mm-hmm. and then they just kind of hang out, like they're just kind of floating up there, like well, they don't they wait to do their second attack until like five days later for some reason. Well, no, it's it's one day because the movie takes place over the course of three days. Yeah. Because it opens on July second, the um, the aliens destroy everything the night of July second, mm-hmm. and then July third they go to Area Fifty One. July third was ends with them trying to nuke one of the ships, mm-hmm. and then the end of the movie is the Fourth of July. Yeah, so on that whole second day, they're just kind of hanging in air. Well, that second day um, is when, like, <coughs> they <coughs> that second day. They could have shown it more, but there was a scene 
where the the general guy is talking to the president, and they're in like the war room at Area Fifty One. Yeah, and they're talking about like Norad said that like you know they've destroyed this city, this city, oh, this okay. city. They're moving on to this city once every like hour or whatever, okay. and we're gonna see a, a destruction of every major city in the next seventy two hours. They say, but the, uh, it's true. They don't really show it. I'd love to like, see more because <coughs> War of the Worlds has like this. I know yeah, it takes montage. place over like a longer period, but yeah, it shows like the actual like collateral damage and human cost, and this just feels like. I mean, I, I probably would bring the mood down of like the fun summer blockbuster, but. Mm-hmm. I think a part of it is because this movie is very America centric. Yes, <laughs> it's sort of like this. This is happening all over the world, but all of our the U.S. is dealing with it. Yeah, all of our plot lines are specifically about yeah. America. The U.S. is going to save the world. <laughs> yeah, like in this movie, we see. Yeah, no, it's like during the main destruction <laughs> the, the, the scene, the Brits are like, ah, finally, the <laughs> U.S. is here to s- exactly to fix it for us. The only times <laughs> we see other countries two times in this movie, in when um, the ships first arrive, we see there's like a scene on a. T- we, there's like a scene on a TV, like a Russian broadcast yeah. of them. And then at the end of the movie, after the ends are defeated, we see like a little victory thing around the world of like the ships crashed yeah. over Egypt and the ships crashed that over. That is exactly this. the same thing that happens in Mars Attacks, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> when, uh, when Tom Jones is singing, it's not unusual and all the birds and deer come out. <laughs> yeah. There, there must have been the same people working it on both movies. It is insane. There's way yeah. too many. You're making me really want to rewatch it now. There's way too many similarities. Yeah. It's insane. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, what were we talking about? As far as, like, so, yeah, they never showed it. And, um, yeah, it's, it is very much uh, an America saves the day because mm-hmm. the Americans oh, absolutely. figure out, like, how yeah. to do it. It's and it yeah, it's the, U- it's the U.S. figuring out how to solve the world. Exactly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so because in the destruction scene, we see Washington, D.C., L.A., and New York get destroyed. Yeah, as far as like big tentpole, like you get sit- to see all the monuments. Um, yeah, <laughs> America City, the yeah. Empire State Building, White House. Um, but yeah, I, oh, I wanted to talk to you about um, the scene where you see the aliens in the jars at Area 51. Yeah, yeah. Aliens. yeah, so this is something that always I always thought about as a kid, as like, man, I really wish they did something with this. So they say there are three alien bodies, mm-hmm. and Data says these two died in the crash, and this one a few weeks later. So back in the 40s, 50s, or whatever, when the ship crashed, one mm-hmm. of the aliens was alive for a few weeks. Yeah. I want to fucking know, <laughs> like... What happened with that? <laughs> what happened with that? Like, yeah. so it was injured. It was probably mean. Yes. Right? And it was I was probably, yeah, lashing out and stuff. That's something I always thought about, like, lashing out, like, attacking, like, soldiers and scientists and stuff. You could do, like, a prequel short film, yeah. animated thing, something, like a fan fi- I want to see a fan film of someone being like, what happened when they yeah. found the aliens? Did it try know? to communicate with them? Did it, yeah. yeah. Did it lie to them? Yeah. Like, like help me, we come in peace, we're, we, <laughs> we, we, we give you Hulu. Simple travelers. You know? Yeah, we give you Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you guys want to know about cell phones? <laughs> yo, yo, you guys heard of this pill called Viagra? <laughs> we're, we're the Viagrans. It's huge on Mars, dude. Huge. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that, that could be a cool twist. Like, maybe the reason they weren't they didn't go to 51 is because, like, oh, we know they're friendly because, like, these Roswell aliens, they were chill with yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were, like, cool. They, like, helped us out a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Velcro? <laughs> they, 
They set us up, bro. Linoleum flooring, would you believe? Dude, aluminum foil. Plastic? (laughs) (laughs) Ah, dude, they were super friendly. They really wanted us to use plastic. Yeah, no, they wanted us to (laughs) use all the plastic that we could. They said, like, make, like, single-use plastics. (laughs) They said, like, make it so small it gets in people's blood. Make as much plastic (laughs) as possible. (laughs) The idea of of the invention of plastic being given (laughs) us by aliens is, like, a secret plot to, like, kill us. That is something... That's that is something sick. to run off of, yeah. That's a, that's a fun idea. Oh my god, we're coming up with like so <laughs> so much better sci-fi conceits yes. for what you could do with aliens. <laughs> there was a really cool. I don't remember what it's from. I saw a TikTok of it. I need to find figure out what it was. But it was like um, an alien invasion thing, and there was like a soldier woman interviewing an alien. Yeah. And the alien looked almost human. Like they're like mm-hmm. they the Star only Star Trek d- alien. Yeah, I mean, like, they looked human minus they had really weird mouths. They okay. have, like, three weird slits for mouths or okay, whatever. Cool. Um, and the alien said, yeah, we've been terraforming this planet for quite some time now, secretly. Hmm. Uh, we sent a biological weapon to this planet years ago um, to make it prepare it for us. And then it, it's a whole scene. At the end of the scene, the alien reveals humans are a biological weapon Whoa. that we sent like you are you blew it up you are the worst parts of us <laughs> like we created you from us to come here and des- and prepare the world and destroy the local organisms in order for us to come claim it wow and like that shit if i found out that was real i feel like uh, that'd be like a big load off my mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that explains it. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, well, we're helping something like down the line. Yeah, yeah we were. Do- we yeah, had a fuck it. That feels better. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Just no. Throw like a plastic water bottle out my yeah. window. <laughs> I'm a. <laughs> I am now just gonna throw all my trash on the ground. Yeah. I ain't separating yeah, my trash. Fuck it. I'm just doing anymore. what like my purpose in life is. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know. I leave I, my car running. I love sci-fi shit like that. Yeah, it's really fun. Like I love a good alien stories because aliens mm. are really interesting to you me. You can do a lot with them. You can do a lot with them. You can do anything with them. But I'll, I think one of the reasons I've always found aliens and alien stories so fascinating is because, in my opinion, mm. they're like the chances of they're not being like life that yeah. we can perceive somewhere else in the universe is is it's almost non zero. Yeah, no, yes. Yeah. You can argue about like if they're a little green man or whatever, and like yeah, if there's something whether they've come here. You know, like what does other intelligent life look like as far you know like as something we can perceive? You can argue that all day long. Sure. But there is for sure, in my opinion other life yeah and it's out there somewhere yeah you know it, the universe no, there's is so no big doubt in my mind like and it'd be pretty ridiculous if it wasn't true yeah and it's one of those things where it's like all, all you know a lot of a lot of the good alien stories i watch and i'm like yeah maybe mm-hmm. like arrival you ever seen arrival oh, i love arrival arrival's fucking kick ass yeah i love it um and i love that movie made me think about like language yeah and the way your brain works the, the way your brain works and also just like the relationship between like just how we communicate oh, so and how, like how much like body language and like our understanding of ourselves mm-hmm. as beings have to do with how we communicate come with, yeah come from how how we communicate with each other exactly you know and just the idea i think that might have been the first movie about aliens 
where like they had a creature that was so far from a human. Oh, I love it. You know, you don't even see the whole thing. Yeah, like you see, they they're kind of like big space squids, kind of. Yeah, kind of. But they got like they're really like amorphous. Oh, like, and they weird. like the whole ship is so strange, mm-hmm. and it's just like this big, yeah. this big rectangle room. Oh, it's so yeah. cool. It's just so out there. Yeah, I love it. I think that that's what I'm so frustrated with with. Independence Day <laughs> because it's just is because that. we're talking about like everything you can do with aliens, and all Independence Day is is just like I need a disaster that's going to be aliens. Aliens are the monster. Uh, mm-hmm. a- these aliens are little men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty like, much what they, they, they it's could like be. Like you could, yeah. So it's it's sci-fi. They might as well be just like uh, advanced civilization from another country. Yeah, like them it, them being aliens isn't necess- is exactly. kind of null and void to like them as a threat. Exactly. You can you can make aliens anything that you want, and they just made it like an yeah. invading army. <laughs> even it's the same thing we were talking about with um even when we were talking about. Uh, the original War of the Worlds, how they're harvesting our blood. Like, yeah. that's some weird That is interesting. Shit. Yeah, that's something you, know? you can do. Um, I think that's a cool idea. But this is literally just like they want to kill us. Uh, and they, you know, they don't care. Mm-hmm. And they're just little guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's little, little, little dudes. Little guys. Um, yeah, no. Fucking, I get that. For me, it's like. I've got room in my heart for weird esoteric sci-fi, and I've also got room in my heart for dumb shit like this. I mean, I had a good time watching it, but yeah. I, that might also be because we were all having fun watching it, like as a group. Yeah, this movie is a great group. I, I will say this: I never watched this movie alone. Okay, yeah. I mean, you're not <laughs> yeah. gonna sit there and cheer for Boomer by yourself. Ooh, Boomer <laughs> looks around. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. it's a really fun watch. It 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 feels um, to me, it feels like uh, a lot more like a product than art. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see that, but that has its place. That yeah. can be thoroughly entertaining in itself. Yeah, it's um, absolutely. It's a product that I think you can tell a lot of hard work went into. Absolutely, there's a lot like, of really impressive craft in this. Yeah, which we di- we haven't even really talked a whole lot about, like, um, about like necessarily the, the a lot of the special effects and like kind of production. Oh, it looks movie. great. Yeah, no, like all the effects uh, really hold up. There's like a whole jet fight with with a plane or with a with a spaceship in like the in the uh, canyons. Canyon. Oh my god! And it looks awesome. And like looks the, great. And they built like you know that um, you know out out in the middle of the desert when Will Smith knocks you know the alien <laughs> ship down and it, and it crashes like it's and he a, welcomes it to Earth. <laughs> yeah, no, and he walks up and he punches the alien in the He's face. Like, which, oh. keep my wife. No, that's, that's a little dated of a reference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and then he, yeah, no. That's what I like to call close and cow. <laughs> yeah. So many good lines. Uh, that I rewound. What the hell is that smell? I rewound that pot. Yeah, what the hell is that smell? <laughs> when he's kicking it. Will Smith improvised a lot of those scenes where he's like yeah. by himself in the desert. Hence him and playing himself. Exactly. Yeah. And that yeah, that's another scene. The scene when he lands and he's yelling at the alien in the desert for me is like that is a movie the movie moment. Yeah. Like if. <laughs> yep. If ironically. If aliens <laughs> came down, or like actually a better example, if if I met somebody who like never seen a movie before in their life, yeah, like if they came from like a living situation where like they just had never seen a movie, yeah, and I tried to explain to them what a movie is, I'd probably show them that fucking scene. Yep. No, it's extremely movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's very movie movie. Um, but yeah, no, it's the same thing where it's like I feel like this kind of thing, where it it doesn't really have 
any kind of like layers. No. Artistically. Nope. It's just fun to watch. It's fun to watch. It's kind of like plays your emotions just the right way. I compare it to like good pop music. Yeah. Whereas yeah, there's no interpretation. It's just. Yeah. It's just yeah. it's it 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 plays your strings just right, and it knows exactly what to do to do that. Yeah, it plays it. It's catchy. Yep. Um. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there was anything else in this movie. I mean, there are a lot of interesting little facts about this yeah, movie. There's like, a lot going on. Um, there's, uh, from the documentary there, I remember the original design of, like, the... Oh, which, I, I want to talk... The little fighters have a lot of similarity visually to um, uh, the War of the World ships. I noticed that, yeah. I think they're kind of, like, shaped they look like almost that. similar. Yeah, with the periscope, like, down. Mm-hmm. It looks a lot like that, yeah. Yeah, uh, for <clears> sure. Um... Oh, also the fact that David's character is very much a, like, almost like a reinterpretation of Dr. Forrester. Oh, yeah, he looks a like, lot like him, too. They have the same glasses. Like he, they, says, he says a couple of the same lines, too, doesn't he? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah. Um, similar affectations. Like, there was something in the original War of the Worlds, they made a big note of, like, that he doesn't smoke. Yeah. Like, someone offers him a cigarette, yeah. and the first time he's like, no, 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 I don't smoke. And, and that's Dave, a big deal in this, too. Yeah, it's a big deal with David when he's like, Dad. It's a whole arc. You know, and he smokes by the Yeah, end. he smokes a cigar, yeah. which is a whole arc with Will Smith and his irritating fucking friend. Oh, yeah, he, Jimmy. <laughs> I hate that guy. <laughs> that guy I is so annoying. I don't necessarily hate Jimmy. I just find it funny how obvious that he's going to die. He exists is. only to make funny joke, and also I am I am your friend, and I'm going to die later. <laughs> yeah, just like... Oh, only, he's so annoying. We're going to celebrate later. We're going <laughs> to do this. Yeah. Um, I think it's kind of cool. I, I like... How like uh, the little the little bit of arc for Will Smith where like he he gets the net the first, he gets the NASA letter because he wants to be an astronaut yeah and when it was fun, when he opens his locker in like the army base Will Smith um, he's got like a little NASA picture like a space picture yeah yeah because he's like <laughs> you know, he likes it in case you didn't know what he wants that's another thing he likes space yeah you know, that's another example too of them just doing efficient storytelling very like, you efficient. Know, Really, like, narrowing it without mm-hmm. just saying it. Yeah. They show it to us it's, visually. It's fluency in the language of film. You know, Extreme fluency. Yeah, and, like, it's it's told to us conversationally. Same yes. thing with, like, it was a good transition with um, when, you know, Jimmy talks about, you know, you're never going to get into space if you marry a stripper. And then it transitions yeah. to Jasmine in the strip club. The strip so, like, yep. you know, which, um, yeah, no, like. There's a lot of little, edit, little uh, edits like that. Yeah, I feel like in a, you know, you know what I think this movie, as a disaster movie like this, does better than a lot of other disaster movies I can think of. Hmm. So like, it, and a lot of them directed by Roland Emmerich also. <laughs> yeah, like he's the disaster movie guy. Um, is that a lot? All of these kind of movies that do the like, we have got a bunch of different plot lines mm-hmm. with a bunch of different characters and stuff. Yeah, I feel like this movie a transitions between them very well very well yeah like where i I feel like at least for me i don't get lost with what's happening with each uh plot like it's very clear and simple yeah cut and dry each one has their own specific kind of thing and you know what that's probably is a big reason why they cut a lot of russ's story yeah it would have muddied the waters a little bit yeah because i can imagine like having any more than the amount of plots yeah there's a lot there's a a lot of plot lines and a lot of characters in this movie. Yeah. Um, and the second thing is that they merge them and blend them and cross them pretty well. Yeah. Like, I like the it fact... It feels very natural when they meet, too. Yeah, like, I like when uh, when Will Smith 
runs into Russ in the desert and yeah. he's carrying the alien, you know? Um, which th- that felt like a crossover. Like these are two characters that <laughs> Wait I. Wait a minute, is this the same movie? <laughs> but also, that's the only time those characters interact in the whole movie. Good is that one. <laughs> <laughs> that was our limit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, you know, and just how everyone comes together at the end. Yeah, um, I, I like it. I like um, especially. Um, I think there's some untapped potential with Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith uh, as like a, as like a duo. Yeah. They have good chemistry. They do, and, and they're they only they're only together for like just the end ten bit. minutes or so, mm-hmm. and when like that's intercut with other scenes. Yeah, they definitely have some fun uh, things. They have a good dynamic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Jeff Goldblum in general has. I feel like there isn't a whole lot of potential with his range. There's, I watched a movie for the first time recently. I have the criterion of it. It's called Deep Cover, mm. and it stars Lawrence Fishburne. And it's kind of like a noir crime story, and Jeff Goldblum in the movie plays like a drug kingpin. Okay. And it's a very <laughs> different kind of role for him. Wow. And he play, he plays it very interestingly. <laughs> interestingly, huh? Yeah, well, because he's kind of... Well, his whole character is like he was like a rich guy, lawyer, who kind of just got addicted to the lifestyle. And, and he's like, like, must go faster, must go faster. <laughs> must go faster. <laughs> he's like doing coke all throughout the movie, yeah. and he's like having sex okay. with prostitutes and stuff. And is he just? Does he still have like the Goldblumisms? Oh, definitely, like, for wow. sure. But he gets dark at the end. Like yeah. he starts murdering people, becomes a real villain. Um, That's really funny to imagine. Yeah, and then also we're go- we're definitely gonna do an episode. Actually, I think it should be our next episode that okay. you and me do for sure. Um, we're gonna watch The Fly. Hell yeah! Um, yes, absolutely. Because he is. I've never a, seen it. That is his best performance, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, when he, you know, the premise of The Fly, right? Yeah. Like he he gets fused with a fly and transforms. When it starts to mess with his mind and his personality and stuff, like it's. It's really tragic, and there's like a lot of great little subtle things he does with his performance in that movie. That he's like, I have to fly. <laughs> well, no, just like <laughs> little, <laughs> I know, I <laughs> little ticks he does when he starts to act bug like, like little twitches he does. He, he's just so good in it. Um, and yeah, sorry, I think and he's like, he's rubbing his little hands together really fast. <laughs> yeah, um, I think. I want to talk a little bit about. So, what what are your primary negatives? With the movie? I feel like I've been praising it a lot, and I, I, um, but I think I got my. I think I got a lot of negatives out. Yeah. Um, I think it's. I think it's a little bit soulless, just mm-hmm. a little bit. It, it's definitely got. It's got sentimentality to it, but I don't think it. It, it definitely doesn't have anything to say, mm-hmm. aside from like the indomitable human will and like America is number one. Um, yeah. I think. Yeah, it's just stuff I've already said. It's just like the sci-fi for for from a guy who doesn't really care for sci-fi mm-hmm. is how that's how it feels. It feels like a uh, a big dumb uh, blockbuster, uh, but that's not necessarily a negative. Yeah, um, for me personally, the biggest <laughs> negative is just russ's storyline being the weakest yeah like whenever we got back to him and his family i'm like okay come on get back to (laughs) anyone else um but you know like i said there isn't a whole lot of him really yeah um and then this isn't really negative for me but it is some people who i've watched this movie with always kind of say um they just don't like how cheesy it is yeah you know because it's extremely cheesy it's very cheesy it's very hammy Um, and uh, and Um, i i think I, w- I said it earlier, but this movie is just dumb. And there's so many points. There's, a, there's so many points when you you just roll your fucking eyes, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh my god, really? Yeah. <laughs> it, it's just a thing where it's like it hates nerd. <laughs> like I'm, I feel like I'm biased in that. Like I love cheesy. Yeah. 
I love hammy over the top stuff be- because, and it's a thing where it's like content that is very serious to me. It's easy for me to just get bored. Interesting. Like there's a lot of for something to for something that's very serious to entertain me. It's really got to pull off something different hmm. or like be executed in a way that like really grips me. Yeah, for me, I I, I tend toward that kind of like super serious mm-hmm. stuff. Like, um, yeah, I, I love a good just like drama of two people. Like, I love just a scene of people like arguing in, in a room or like, uh, mm. yeah, I love like a good thriller or something like super like grounded. Mm. Now that said, that can that can go the other way and just make you roll your eyes again of someone just trying to be too edgy yeah. or trying to say like this is this is gritty mm-hmm. um so yeah I, you know I'll, like, I'll dip my toes in this kind of schmaltz like this yeah. super like uh out there stuff like this not not out there but this super like hollywood cheesy bombastic stuff that's fun to watch every now and then yeah I, i'm trying to think of an example of like some movies that are super serious that I'm I'm just not huge like there's some Christopher Nolan film like I didn't like Oppenheimer I hated Tar did you see Tar came no, out last year about tar. it's people put it in like a similar category as like Whiplash which I don't I really 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 like Whiplash yeah um you know another thing too with like serious movies serious movies are usually pretty long yeah that's true and like well I, so like we're talking about serious movies my favorite movie is Twenty Eight Days Later. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, me too. But I would call that I would call that a pretty serious movie. It's got but it's got bright points, not necessarily that are funny, but like they give you like that kind of sentimental feel. Like they're like uh the characters you can tell that they love each other and they found safety with each other and that feels good. And when I say I like like serious, like grounded movies, that's what I mean. I mm-hmm. I like movies that make you feel a range of emotions and like to me Hollywood makes you feel that, but it doesn't make you feel it to the same extent as something that came out of somebody's soul like that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, yeah, I understand that for sure. Like um, the range isn't as wide. Yeah, no, um, yeah, I get that. I mean, I I really like that movie too. And then, well, another thing too is that 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 example it, it is about something grounded. Mm-hmm. I think another thing too is like it it also has to do with um. If it's subject matter that I don't necessarily care about, I'm yeah. trying to think of an example. Well, yeah, absolutely. You know, like with, with Tar, it's just about like musical composers, like music professors oh, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I can't watch a movie about a company forming. Like I <laughs> fell asleep during Social Network. I'm never yeah. gonna watch BlackBerry. I'm never gonna watch fucking the Rubik's Cube. I'm never gonna watch any. Who yeah. gives a shit? Social Network <laughs> was okay. Who it had care. Like uh, I, I understand that it's really well written and everything. I just don't care about shares and shit. Yeah, it's definitely not an, an exciting thing for sure. Or like that uh, dumb money movie. Yeah. That came out. Oh, oh, that one flopped. Yeah. Or like a movie every. I remember a lot of my buddies loved that I hated. Have you seen the Big Short? It's about. Like I did. I didn't understand a thing about it. I found it. <laughs> Boring. I watched it. Yeah, I think I, I think I just, it just didn't hold my attention. Yeah, boring as fuck. I think I, the same director directed um, the Dick Cheney movie, and I actually did like that movie a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, like a lot of it, Vice. It, I think yeah, Vice, and I think that 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 kind of voice carries you a long way. Like I'm not necessarily that interested in Dick Cheney either, but um, I think I think a lot of it goes into craft, and you can make anything interesting if if you're considering those people who aren't necessarily interested in your subject matter mm-hmm. when you're writing it. 
Yeah. I think, not to bring it back to Star Wars, <laughs> I, I think the 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 way, I'm, I'm finding it hard to grasp what I mean when I say serious. And I, Star Wars is coming to my brain because I think this is a good example. Something like the Star Wars sequel trilogy, 7 through 9, mm-hmm. are movies that are miss the point of what is great about Star Wars. Yeah, I can see that. And a lot of it has to do with the with the campiness. Right. And I think that like those movies, the sequel trilogy in particular, they have this this air of like like assuming that the audience thinks like look how important this is yeah like look look how really cashing in on like this is what you want right here it is yeah Yeah. like like and just there's they take a lot of the fun out of it yeah i can see that for sure you know and and i think it's a thing where it's like like it, it it's really hard to grasp like something and something that i think the prequels have too as far as like it's a sense of imagination and newness yeah and like us this like sense of discovery and like unnaturalness mm-hmm. th- th- that you feel in the world i remember i was watching this video that was kind of going into it like with the aliens yeah in the new trilogy e- anytime you see like an effect or an alien or a droid or a creature in the new seven through nine most of the time it's just like to show you like hey look at this creature check it out and yeah. it's not necessarily like a plot thing yeah you know like the reason why it's th- just there to be like look how cool the alien is exactly like check it out whereas like the reason you see all the droids at the beginning of the first Star Wars, like, is because Luke and Uncle Owen are buying new droids for the farm, yeah, or whatever. And like every a like, lot of time in the yeah the new trilogy, they're just there. Yeah, things are just like in the background. Like, check out that cool spaceship in the background. Yeah. Check out this. Like, there's no, um, there's no context. Yeah, as to like it has wh- nothing to do with the story. It's it, just there to like for filler. Yeah, it, like to, to show exactly why that is, and that's a big part of like the heart and soul that is missing it's like it's people going and it's the same thing i'm talking about with like this serious thing where it's like someone like christopher nolan with oppenheimer (laughs) like it's like he's just trying to be like look how cool this is like look at like it's just it's it's um it's like it's i know what it is faux grandiose it's this difference of like when somebody is making art that you feel is really coming from them and really coming for from their passion of what they love. Yeah. Like with Star Wars and George Lucas, <laughs> we a lot of we're talking star, about Star Wars a lot in this episode. <laughs> yeah. He made those original six movies as a love letter to watching like early yeah. sci-fi on TV. Same with Indiana Jones. And adventure stories. Adventure serials. Exactly. And his love for all of that. Yeah. Is what those six movies came from seven through nine is are all just remember star wars remember star wars and not even from a place of like somebody who loves star wars but from a place of like somebody trying to calculate Mm -hmm. what will people love to see well they're products yeah yeah um, and yeah, I guess we're getting more into the difference between art and product, and I didn't really explain my point. I just movies have to be both. Yeah, I like cheesy movies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Final thoughts on Independence Day? It's fun. Check it out. I would love to see it in a theatrical setting. Um, it's w- fun with a big crowd, especially. Yeah, it's fun. Watch it with friends. Absolutely. Um, 
Yeah, I don't really think I have anything more to talk about with <laughs> with Independence you. Day. This is gonna be our longest episode. Hey man, I think it was good. I had a good time. And for five minutes, yeah, we talked a lot. Yeah, we I had a lot to a say lot. today. We yeah. got we both got a little bit caffeinated. We get, we got in there exactly. Uh, my tea did not have caffeine. Oh damn! That's how we're gonna wrap this up. We gotta talk about what teas. Oh we shit! Have. We f- forgot to bring up yeah. the tea. Yeah, um, mine was decaffeinated, but yeah, I had a de- just a decaf green tea, and it was splendid. It's a Bigelow uh, decaffeinated green tea. I couldn't find any branding on the box for this. Uh, it just oh, says the Indian. Ch- uh, the the China green tea thing? No, it was uh, Indian black, uh, orange black tea. Yeah. Wheat. And it's from like modern sommelier or some shit. I can't, I can't, couldn't find the name of the brand. Yeah, I was ca- looking for it. That came from a big box set of teas we got from like a. It's it, good. We got it from like a Michael's or a Home Goods or something like that. It was like a big, of just like international teas, like English breakfast tea, Japanese this tea. This, <laughs> like, and that was the whole. Thank you, Michael's. Yeah, thing. Yeah. I'm, I've become a big tea drinker. Tea is sure. good. It's uh, it's especially good because like, in the afternoon you don't really want coffee, mm-hmm. so you're just like, I just want to drink something hot that isn't just water. Yeah, it is a good subtle. Like a pot of Kool Aid. Drink. Yeah, <laughs> I might drink some more tea after this. I don't know. Oh shit, dude. Um, Slow down. Well, just <laughs> I'm trying to debate. There's there's like a work thing online I have to do oh. that I've been considering. Like, do I want to do it in the morning or do it now? But I'm really tired. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna sleep and get up a little <laughs> early and do you it. You should in the just do it in your sleep. Yeah. Problem solved. That'd be sick. Yeah, wouldn't it? Ah, uh, dude, if I didn't have to sleep, my life, uh Or or if you could have the Inception Leonardo DiCaprio, like, <laughs> put your brain on. Dude. Kind of thing. Oh, that's like my dream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting a lot of good clips out of this episode. Yeah. Um. Anywho, yeah, I think that wraps it up. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this has been LC. Uh, Joseph F. Arthur's, I think. Cool. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Midnight Movie Gang, episode eight. Um, go ahead and watch these movies. Have oh, a nice yeah. night. And it's midnight. In four minutes, it'll be midnight movie. Four minutes to midnight. Four minutes to midnight. Have a nice night, y'all. Thank <laughs> you.